When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tank Tuesday, welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your programming. I'm Johnny Venerable, apparently joined by little Cletus. Uh, what's he's driving your 18-wheeler on Tank Tuesday? Hell yes. It's Bo Brock, fresh from the new bubble, the practice bubble in Tempe. Did they, did they let you in looking like that? Mark Dalton didn't have an issue with those sleeves? Look, man, I'm ready for some Tank Tuesday today. Ready to celebrate some Arizona Cardinals football. Absolutely. No sleeves for this guy. Sun's out, guns out. You don't want to mess with these pythons. No, that's for sure. Look, the Arizona Cardinals, their new uh, revamped practice bubble, it's the opposite of what I look like right now. Uh, It looked looked nice, polished, uh, well put together, and I look like, uh, I, I don't know, I sweep floors for a living. I don't know. That, not that there's anything wrong with that. Definitely no, absolutely not. Of, definitely but not. Wear this, to, of, to, this could be my work uniform. I, this is my work uniform, actually. Good, good. You guys are keeping us from looking like that every day, keeping us on air with the <laughs> with the comments and uh, a couple comments in here. Dylan, boys, Chase, happy Tank Tuesday. Happy Tank Tuesday to you, my friend. Victor Flanner Jr., let's fucking go. Let's do it. Nick, <laughs> Tank Tuesday, it's here, it's back. Uh, Cardinals aren't taking at least this past week. They're putting a beat down on the Denver Broncos. Could they do the same thing to Kansas City? We're going to talk about that later on. But I, I do want to stick with the theme of upgrades. The Cardinals upgrade their practice bubble. They upgrade their tight end room with the official activation of Zach Ertz off of PUP. Let's talk first about the practice bubble. All seriousness, okay. Bo, you, you got a in-depth walkthrough look-see. And the Cardinals at least 
spend part of their morning from the practice bubble. What can you tell us about it? Yeah, it looks great. I mean, they've got uh, what Jonathan Gannon calls cutting-edge turf and cutting-edge lighting. It was a facility that was uh, it was kind of storage at, at this point. I mean, actually, they, they did a couple things, I guess, for you know behind the scenes as far as media goes, but they very rarely went in there mm. and utilized this practice bubble that that they uh, that they put up a long time ago. And you know, outside of the Bruce Arians. Uh, era, you know, they certainly didn't use it for Steve Wilkes and they really didn't use it, utilize it for Cliff Kingsbury. And I think it's because a lot of the players would prefer, you know, going outside and braving the elements or the heat over getting on that turf or the turf that was in there. It was just too brutal on their knees. It was too brutal on their back and they would much rather sweat it out. But now that they've got uh, this cutting edge turf in there, they can go in there and, and they, sh- they can practice at the full speed that they want to. And they'll do their stretching in there. They'll do some walkthroughs. And then they'll hit the outside practice uh, fields. And then they'll come back in and then finish up their practice. At least that's what they did today. And uh, I think everybody was was happy with that. You know, obviously, it, it was nice out in training camp where you had enough space for the 90-man roster for everybody to get all the reps that they needed to. They've got their field and then a mini field added on top of that. But here, you know, they, they've got to get outside and utilize their two practice fields uh, outside instead of just all staying in the bubble. But it's it's a nice little addition to it. And it was in the works even before Monty, even before JG. Uh, but it was also long overdue as well. I mean, I don't know how you don't have a modernized practice bubble when it is, I don't know, 115 degrees outside. It's good to see the Cardinals catching up. Off the field, what about on the field? Zach Ertz activated off of PUP today, Bo. Officially, it was teased yesterday by Mike Garofalo and then subsequently reported on or Gannon came out and said, we're, we're looking like we're going to activate him, and they didn't wait long. He comes off of PUP today. He's running routes. You can see some of the footage from Cards Camp now in the preseason at PHNX underscore Cardinals on Twitter. Shameless plug, we are almost at 9,000 followers. Go give us a follow there. Yeah, uh, you and Ertz- get on it. Yeah, I don't care how many you have. I don't care if 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 they're bots. Just send the army. And get us to nine k. That's all Whatever I want. Whatever you have to do, pay off Elon Musk. Get us <laughs> to nine k. We are uh, slowly but surely going to get there. Seventeen away as of right now. Um, so in all seriousness, like we had seen Zach Ertz for the past couple of weeks before he got activated, he looked really good, and we were surprised it, it maybe took this long. Obviously, they had a plan for him. Maybe it was always, hey, let's just kind of gauge where you're at after the first preseason game. But man, oh man, like based off of what we've seen prior and then the clips that came out today from practice, Bo, big number 86, he's going to be a factor for this team week one. Like I I was completely in the wrong thinking first month, you know, Trey's going to dominate. We'll see if Zach, you know, has a more prominent role as the season goes on. Like I love Trey McBride, but Zach Ertz to me with how he's looking and just his experience, they're going to lean on that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a new offense, it's probably easier for a vet like, uh, Zach Ertz, who's been in the league, I think a dozen seasons now out of Stanford and, and he's played some big boy football. He's got a Super Bowl ring, uh, that, that he can kind of, uh, boast about. And he's, he's a guy that I, I, you know, as much as credit we give Kyler Murray for being a freak athlete. Yeah. I mean, the fact that Trey McBride is making his way back nine months removed, uh, from tearing his ACL and having surgery to repair that and another ligament that they felt was not, going to withstand the rehab and, and the wear and tear of playing football. 
Uh, I mean, at 30, you know, close to 34 years old, that that's really, really impressive from, from Zach Ertz. And he's, he's equally as freakish as anybody coming back from, from this injury and being ready to go and play the position that he does at tight end. And it's, it's such an integral position in this offense. And, you know, he's a guy that's, uh, I think that they're going to lean on if it's Colt McCoy, if it's Clayton Toon, if it's David Blau, if it's Kyler Murray, you know, he's going to, they need a guy who can be an offensive weapon at the tight end position. And, you know, as much as we want it to be a breakout for Trey, uh, Zach Ertz is a proven commodity. And even coming off the ACL, I mean, I think that he's, he's going to be able to put up numbers. I mean, we didn't see a whole lot of yak from Zach last no. year. He was kind of catch and then go down. Uh, and that's fine. As long as he's that kind of safety valve for the quarterbacks, I think that's great. I mean, his separation is, is a little bit of a concern, but at this point, I mean, what do you expect? That's not his game anymore. His game is a safety valve for either Colt McCoy or, or Kyler Murray or Clayton Tuna, whomever's at quarterback, working the intermediate part of this field, which I think is going to be dominated in part from Michael Wilson and company. That's what the Cardinals want to be offensively. And, and while I, I am more bullish, obviously, long-term on Trey McBride, the explosive plays that I think this team needs from a tight end. I do think that what Zach Ertz can provide in the short term is very much going to placate to the to what this offense is going to be with Colt McCoy. Underneath throws, I mean, Colt McCoy, 4.6 yards per attempt or 4.3 yards per completion on, on um, Saturday, or excuse me, Friday against the Denver Broncos. Like, does that not scream Zach Ertz down the middle of the field, check downs and, you know, six to eight-yard routes? That's fine because you know Zach Ertz, with all due respect to Rondell Moore, it's not going to fall down. He he is a sure-handed target, and he got a ton of targets when Colt McCoy was the quarterback. So I do think with this offense that is literally three yards and a cloud of dust, when you want to have manageable second and third downs, and say what you want about the offense last, last Friday, where they were successful were reasonable third downs with getting people open and letting them have an opportunity to make plays on third down. And I think that that's what Zach Ertz gives you. I think... Again, if you're looking at the big explosive plays, 15, 20, 30 yards downfield, like that's not his game anymore. But I do think having seen him run around and do some cuts, his ability to separate from a safety or a corner if given the opportunity, he can still be a threat. His size, his instincts, the savviness in which he plays. I I, I wonder if this is the kind of perfect complement with him. We're going to talk about Trey here in a second, Bo, but they do things differently at a high level. In my opinion, Trey is the ideal yak vertical route runner down the seam, whereas Ertz is going to operate underneath and maybe they can truly utilize both players this year at a high level. Yeah. I think just the way that Zach Ertz knows how to operate in space, how to kind of have that whole bag of tricks and finding soft spots in the defense is something that, you know, you're going to want to see Trey McBride at some point develop, but at this, at, at right now, Zach Ertz is the the only tight end on the roster that's equipped to do so, and you know, I, it's just it's it, it it's invaluable as far as what he brings, I think, to an offense. And and and, and that's that's being said after his best playing days are are over. They're in the rearview yeah. mirror, but you know, I think he proved before the injury in the ten games that he played last year that he can still be a guy that's impactful on the playing field. I think I saw when it's third and four. Yeah, Nick, uh, spot on. When it's third and four, Ertz is the perfect target. No doubt about it. I mean, move the chains. Control the time of possession. Keep that defense fresh and and, and maintain drives in, in, as you 
your offense tries to get itself in, in scoring position as you know, you, you probably lack a pl- big play threat at quarterback until Kyler comes back. And obviously that was a, a part that was missing from Kyler's game last season that you hope comes back with the new offensive scheme. And then it's, you, you lack, you know, potentially big play threats outside of, you know, a Hollywood Brown and, and we'll see what Michael Wilson can bring to the table. But, you know, I, I think that Zach Ertz is a guy that that's, that is necessary in any NFL offense. And, they were lacking that, you know, as they waited him coming back from injury. Uh, so looking back on last Friday's game, Bo, the Cardinals were nine of 18 on third down. Yeah. They were 50% on third down. The Broncos five for 14. The Cardinals were also one for one on fourth down. Think about all that. This is a team that was 50% on third down, yet their yards per play under five, 4.6 right. yards per play. I went and logged through the first half. So basically you're looking at the starters plus a little bit of Clayton tune mixed grinder. in the, the good, first grinding through whatever. stats and love, play charts. It's all about the, <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the product guys, right? The first possession with Colt McCoy, they faced a third and three, a yep. third and four, a third and one, the next possession, third and five. Then they had a third and eight, the next possession, third and nine, third and five. I mean, this is not Cliff Kingsbury's offense. This is not, third and 15 go make a play hope for a penalty this is not negative plays lead mm-hmm. to kyler murray getting his brains beat in on second and third down this offense is very methodical and that's going to frustrate people including myself at times like give me the big play where's the juice where's the explosiveness downfield when you have a roster that's in a transition and depth is not a priority excuse me a luxury for you not a priority it's 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 not a luxury the cardinals have they cannot subsequently allow a defense that I think is going to overachieve and surprise people this year to be on the field for 65% of the, the snaps. You just can't have that. Right. What you need to have is field position, ball control, flipping field position, solid special teams for the most part, like we saw on Friday night. That That is like all of this to say, Zach Ertz can play a, a part in, in helping the Cardinals achieve what they want to do offensively. The team last year was awful on third down because the team on, on third down was is was in really, really tough spots throughout the entire season. It was and what we saw on Friday night was third and manageable. So second yeah. and manageable, third and manageable. They were chipping away as far as you know, yardage to put themselves in a position to to move the chains uh, in, in the three downs, and they weren't going for big chunk plays. And I think that's that's understanding your personnel, and and that's also understand like just you're probably just scratching the surface as far as Drew Petzing's playbook goes as well. But you're just putting yourself in in, in manageable positions. And that third and one that they weren't able to execute on, there was a missed assignment, and they let a guy blow through and, and blow up the running back. Uh, that took them out of field position and they couldn't get points. But, you know, for the most part, you know, I think that they they did a really good job in in, in putting it at, you know, as you said, 50% on the night, you know, converting third downs is because they were in, in a better position than really they ever were last season. Like it was just kind of a, a, a wing and a prayer. It, it really was. It was like, hey, we're just going to rely on our, our big playmakers to make a play on third down instead of, Hey, we're going to put ourselves in, in a situation that's more conducive to us, you know, just moving the chains. And then, like, once you do that, like, once you pound a, a defense and you're running on first down, you're running on second down, or you're on second and third and manageable, defenses tend to creep up on you, right? They think that they that you've become predictable, and then that's when you hit them with the big play, and they're not prepared for it. I mean, it's just it sounds simple, but it's stuff that they didn't do and didn't do well 
uh, under the previous regime. LVL7 is Johnny Watch McBride's college tape. We watched a lot of it. I swear, I, I don't know how you guys come up with these conclusions. Is that a knock on Trey McBride saying he's not explosive? Because he had almost 175 catches at Colorado State for a career average. I think he averaged just under 13 yards per reception. A lot of that was yak, but he was, he was the number one tight end coming out of that class two years ago. Now, he fell to the Cardinals in the second round, but they drafted him to be like a more athletic Cole Komet, somebody that can stretch the field, somebody that can break tackles. And we haven't really seen that yet. I, I think we were robbed of it, frankly, Bo, mm -hmm. of, of our time last year. I think he was poised maybe for a bigger role, especially when the Cardinals were having such a tough time like being physical. It, it would have behooved them to implement both he and Zach Ertz. And they didn't do that. They went small, yeah. as we know, and it, it cost them. It cost them their quarterback. They couldn't run the ball effectively. Like Trey McBride, the best version of Trey McBride, I, I think, is the explosive compliment to Zach Ertz. He's 23 years old. He's not, he's yeah. not, you know, Mr. Grandpa with his walker. Like he can get out there and and I think just because he hasn't done it in the NFL doesn't mean he can't do it. Yeah. And producer Emma, I'm gonna call on the clip here from Petsing because I asked him, I was like, with with Ertz coming back, and you know, we don't know if it was ahead of schedule, or right on schedule, or whatever, but what does this do? Do you still think that there's opportunity for Trey McBride? And this is what Petzing said. Yeah, whenever he's out there, certainly he's going to be a big part of what we do. Um, but I think there's got to be opportunities for Trey, for him, for the other guys in the offense. You know, that's going to be and has been the big point emphasis throughout our time here, you know, this offseason and in training camp is when guys do something well, we got to find a way to do it. So those guys are certainly a part of that. View Trey McBride is is a is a weapon in this offense, and regardless of what position he plays, like you can rank him. Like I think you've got you know James Connor, you've got Hollywood Brown, you've probably got you know Zach Ertz, Michael Wilson in in real no order. But I think that those are probably the guys that you'll see step up uh, this season. And then I think that they view Trey McBride as one of their top, you know, five or six playmakers in this offense. And why not? You know, he's versatile. He's got good size. He can he can kind of uh, get physical. And then he can also he, he's got good speed for his position. So I, th I think that that's somebody like when you look at this offense, like it it is very tight end friendly. It, it features sometimes two tight ends. And also it's got, you know, that H back role at sometimes. And, and I don't think they're going to put Zach Ertz in an H back role. So you could see like no. a Trey McBride coming out of the backfield um, in, in catching some passes in that H back role. I also, again, I don't know if this is going to play a part in it or not, but where did Trey McBride go to school? He went to Colorado state. Like we, we know it's not the best football program, right? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, in a power five conference, but it, they struggled. He was their team. He was their offense. No, so then what happens? West. Yeah. Good. Mountain West. Yeah. I'm sorry. Then he yeah. gets drafted by Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime and probably was enabled to have maybe some bad habits last year. Wasn't active to start the year. I mean, the, the culture change that Trey McBride is likely experiencing and the level of coaching that he is receiving, he has never gotten before in his, in his collegiate professional football life. Can we say that? Like last year was almost like a buffer between college and pro football because whatever the hell the Cardinals were doing last year, it was not effective, right? right? And he was inexplicably inactive. So I would say, you know, similar to the approach I'm taking with Zavin, and Zavin looks ahead of schedule, like Trey probably needs more time with this coaching staff. He needs to be able to be, you know, coached and developed and elevated. Where like Zach Ertz is going to the Hall of Fame potentially one day. Like Zach Ertz doesn't have the physical attributes of a 23 year old Trey McBride, but like whatever Gannon is selling, 
Zach, Zach Ertz is buying and vice versa. Like he knows his motto and how he operates. They were both in Philadelphia together. Like there's nobody more respected outside of a handful of tight ends in the NFL than Zach Ertz. Trey, Trey has a little ways to go, but again, I think you very similar to some of these young players on this team. It's like, give them some time to develop because you're, you're all starting from scratch with this coaching staff. Very little can be taken away from last year. That's, that's harsh for a lot of guys, but mm -hmm. I mean, who can you definitively say took leaps and bounds in their development in 2022 with Vance Joseph and Cliff Kingsbury? That's let's let's say like on a rookie contract. There's nobody. You're starting over with a lot of these yeah. young players. So I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, and we'll get into who's trending up and trending down, and, and that might you know answers that question even more. So it's interesting. Like we talk about third and, and manageable, and somebody yeah. mentioned like you look up. You know, when the Cardinals are, you feel like they just started their offensive series and it's third and 25 before you know it. And then they're punting. Uh, a lot of that also had to do with penalties. This was such an undisciplined team under Cliff Kingsbury. In his four seasons, this team was in the top five in penalties. They were top, they were the top team in the NFL as far as penalties uh, assessed and accepted twice and you know drew petzing was asked today during his press conference you know about pre-snap penalties they had one on friday one i don't, like you'd probably be hard pressed looking back at the cliff kingsbury area if that ever happened if they ever I'm had sure. just one pre-snap sure. penalty and drew petzing's answer you know what it was that's one too many i mean sign me up for that i, I mean Do you remember it was, what it was do you remember what the penalty was it was it was either it was either Marquise Hayes or Josh Jones, I think, that that got... I know that both those guys got flagged. I can't remember who had the pre-snap. Was it a false start? I don't think it was a false start. I think it was like an illegal formation or illegal... Oh, you're right. You, yeah, you're right. It was a tight end that I think was yeah, uh, lined up field. on the line. Maybe. Yep. You're right. It was a nitpick. It wasn't the t stereotypical jump, jump, <laughs> you're in the neutral zone, jump. Oh, man. Love this team. How disciplined they are. Championship, baby. Somebody in the chat earlier said, Johnny, do I ever think, do you think Clayton Toon will ever uh, compete with Kyler Murray, I guess, for QB1? No, I do not think that's going to happen. I think the, the quarterback of this team is going to be Kyler Murray unless it's Caleb Williams. That's my mindset. I will continue to go with that. Emphasis on Kyler Murray, though. Yeah, I agree. I, as far as Clayton Toon, I think is going to be a guy that's going to be a solid backup. He's going to be one of those guys that's going to push uh, for starting reps. But like, I think what you're going to see on display, th there's always a faction of fans. I mean, there were people last year. Remember when Colt McCoy went and beat the crap out of the Los Angeles Rams and people thought that there was going to be some sort of quarterback controversy. Yeah. I mean, there, there's always going to be those like that. That's why the cliche is like, you know, who the most popular guy on a football team is it's usually the backup quarterback uh, just because the position's so tough right um yeah. and but i think in clayton tune i think if he's going to go uh if he's going to be a starter you know maybe at the end of his rookie deal uh if i think there could be some intrigue if he gets the opportunity to, to go in there and play snaps that he's got the skill set that's that's going to be there that people are going to be like hey maybe this could be maybe this could be the starter but you know cardinals have they've locked up kyler murray and if it's not Kyler Murray, it's probably they've moved off for a draft pick. So it's going to be somebody who's going to be, I, I, I is this, of all the scenarios, I would be shocked a lot by them moving forward with Clayton Tune. And that's not a knock on Tune at all. I would say if that was going to happen or in route to happen, you would, 
you would have to see Clayton Toon just destroying Colt McCoy in this comp- competition, right? Clay- Clayton Toon, they would just have to be blown away. I mean, we we would see it at practice. Bo, you'd see it practice every day. It would be like, oh, my God, how'd this guy fall to the fifth round? Like, And I like Clayton Toon, and I think somebody I saw said today, like Aaron Rodgers messaged him about how well he played or something no, like that. No, no, so that I was... Know. No, that was during like the rookie, you know, symposium or whatever. And oh, so uh, you remember really. when they were fanatics did that thing? They were rolling out all these videos yeah, and these yeah. rookies would go sit down and then they'd be kind of like blindsided by one of their heroes mm-hmm. talking to them, giving them advice. And it was Aaron Rodgers. I, I didn't even ask him about that. And he said it was Aaron Rodgers. He was one of his favorite players growing gotcha. up. Gotcha. Uh, Nick in the chat. Good quick question. Johnny and Bo, do you guys think Monty would spend a top three pick? on Marvin Harrison Jr. out of Ohio State. Uh, but I'll let you answer that one. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think that the wide receiver position is quickly being uh, viewed as more of a premium position these days. And that, you know, even though history doesn't tell you a whole lot as far as, you know, wide receivers being selected within the top five it being hitting all the time. I mean, when was the last time we saw it was Jamar chase, I think was the last top five receiver that worked that out pretty cool. well for the Bengals. Right. And, and then you look at like guys who are like the horror story of that like Sammy Watkins and stuff like that, where they, they, they give up a King's ransom to move up and like, he's fine. He's a fine NFL player, but is he a game changer like chase? He's a game changer. Like Larry Fitzgerald was top five pick. I think Marvin Harrison jr it's it's like i don't i don't even really need to see like even if he had for some reason uh, like a mid college season i'd still think he's in the conversation for a top being a top 3 player just put him on ice until next april when yeah. we can make him our own until bo stiff arms me in favor of brock bowers out of georgia we're not i would ne- i would never put bowers over that but the fact that you would take bowers out of your brock bowers the tight end from georgia off your no. would we have him in the top no, 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 10 no. Uh, my pick is a top five player. Premium elites. We will talk all about that and more during the course of the season on our new draft show, which is yet to be announced, but we will announce it when the time is right. The time is right right now, Bo, to talk about Colt McCoy and what he thinks of Kyler Murray's recovery timeline and how that's factoring Bo into his psyche day to day. Yeah. It's just um, really nailing down your process, right? I'm not really thinking ahead right now. You know, we play the Chiefs here on Saturday. Like, we want to go out there and, and play well. Um, but, you know, really putting together your routine and Coach Gannon's really given us the freedom to say, this is this is what the week's going to be structured like. Like, let's make sure you build your routine off of this. And I, I've never really done that in training camp before, but, you know, as an older player, I think that's, that's really nice. And uh, it's getting everybody on the same page. And, again, the communication has been awesome. That's Colt McCoy, uh, kind of what this week in preseason is, not necessarily in Kyler Murray. We do have the Kyler Murray video up on our uh, Twitter account, PHNX underscore Cardinals, where he's he's basically, he was asked, I think, by Josh Weinfuss about, you know, what's his thought process as far as preparing for this season, getting this opportunity, knowing, you know, Kyler is going to come back eventually. And, you know, Colt's like, basically said he's not going to worry himself about when Kyler is going to come back. He's going to focus on uh, what he can control. And, you know, his, his main, I guess he took, you know, a page out of Jonathan Gannon's book where he said he's going to be where his feet is and he's going to be in the moment and, and just prepare for whatever he can, you know, obviously the chiefs is the next step on that. 
um, and not worry about, you know, when the time comes, when Kyler Murray is going to come back and how he's going to prepare him and, and be a part of the preparation of Kyler and, and learning this new offense. So, you know, Colt, as always, saying all the right things. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's a likable guy. I know people why people love him, and I, I do think Colt is a good ambassador for this team. I just don't – for me, it's like I don't know if I can read too much into what he said or how he said it. I know people were running with it on Twitter. Like, this doesn't sound like a guy who's going to be starting very long. And I, I hope that that's the case, but I don't think they're showing their hand right now one way or the other because I think they want to leave their options open. But it does sound like Colt McCoy is going to play Saturday night against Kansas City, does it not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I love what he said. You know, Gannon basically has this team setting up how they're going to prepare week in and week out in the regular season. So he, you know, he wouldn't give us he wouldn't give us full details as far as Gannon wouldn't give us full details about who's going to play on Saturday or anything. But he's telling his players like, this is the week you figure out like how you're going to prep for a game each and every week. How when you go to your coaches and what you're going to ask them for when you want them to have film and what you want them to have ready for you at your disposal and, and when you're going to kind of tap into uh, and, and what your routine is going to look like and I think that's great. I mean, they're preparing, they're really utilizing this preseason as a dry run and a dress rehearsal for the regular season, so they don't just get there and they're like, okay, well, I'm going to start to get my week one preparations and, and my weekly preparations. I'm going to start to get into that routine in week one, because then you're just trying to figure it out. So you have to love that. The, the, the attention to detail, I'll say it so until I'm blue in the face, like it wasn't there with the previous regime. They would say it like they would say it all the time. We, we got to execute. We got to pay attention to details, but they had no clue what it looked like. This is what that looks like. Jonathan Gannon, his staff, they know how to get the players to pay attention to the details. And that's, that's huge. No changes to the uh, depth chart as it relates to preseason game two. There has been a change, however. Not sure if you guys have noticed this or not. With our friends at BetMGM, week one line against the Commanders. Does everybody remember once upon a time what it was? Minus six and a half in favor of the Commanders. That number has gone down, Bull Brock. They saw the Cardinals against the Broncos. They saw the butt kicking they put on Russell Wilson. They said six and a half. No, no, no. That's too much. Down to six. Still a ripe number for you guys to grab. Plus, they're over plus 200. Head on over to BetMGM and listen. If you're like, I want to check out BetMGM in person with my favorite two PHNX Cardinal podcasters, you can do it this Saturday. The inaugural BetMGM at the Great Lawn at State Farm Stadium pre-postgame show will take place with our friends at BetMGM for the Kansas City preseason matchup in week two. We absolutely cannot wait to see all of you, not only this Sunday, but each and every football Sunday throughout the course of the 17-game season. Home and away, myself, Bull Brock, the entire PHNX Cardinals crew will be there with our friends at BetMGM. And if you're thinking, I want to play and participate and get on some of these tasty bets, well, PHNX Cardinals, we're here to hook you up. Sign up for the BetMGM app. Grab your phone, your smart device. Use that bonus called PHNX. It's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our folks here in Arizona, Place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses. It's like free money. I'm going on that app every other day. It's like, hey, here's a free bet. Here's a bonus bet. I'm gambling. I'm winning with BetMGM. You should too. In the meantime, check out the show notes for full details. Now listen to our guy Shane Diefenbach talk about it in the disclaimer.
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Can't wait to get out to the BetMGM on Saturday. The sports book out there on the Great Lawn, right in front of State Farm Stadium. Gear you up for that Arizona Cardinals preseason game against the NFL champion Kansas City Chiefs. Also can't wait to check out OGsBrands.com. All their products, their latest products, including like their classic uh, limited time only pink lemonade gummy that they launched later or earlier this summer. You got to check it out. It's a refreshing kind of a new look at uh, this nostalgic pink lemonade. Uh, It's the gummy that you don't want to miss out on, that tangy lemon, hint of red berry, and plenty of sugar. It's got all the summer flavors that you want. Also, they've got so many other things like the Aquaberry Sleep Edition uh, gummy that's going to help put you to sleep and keep you asleep. Like, OG's has something for everybody. It's not just tailored to one single experience. They're looking to match and tap into because everybody's different. Whatever experience you're looking for from your gummy, from your cannabis, They've got it over at OG's. Check out OG'sBrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z-Brands.com. And on Instagram as well at OG's Brands. you got to be 21 years or older to purchase. Uh, you can find them in your local dispensary. Uh, Victor, me to birthday tomorrow. Grinkson in the 480. I'm not sure. Somebody's birthday tomorrow. So happy birthday. Uh, thank you guys in the chat. Keeping it real. Click that like button down below. Yeah. Help share this video around the YouTube metaverse. Uh, I'm going to share some insights with my co-host as it relates to who's trending up and who's trending down for our precious Arizona Cardinals. We're going to play this game every week. We played it last year. It is back. It's trending up, trending down. I'm going to give the floor, though, to my co-host first ah. thing. And I'm going to see, I haven't seen this, that who you think is trending up for the Arizona Cardinals right now. So gracious. So gracious. Yeah, uh, put me humble. on the spot. I've got trending up for the Arizona Cardinals, Elijah Wilkinson, the mm. left guard, the guy holding on to the left guard spot. Uh, if you looked at the tape, you saw that he played with a little bit of uh, a little violence, as Jonathan Gannon likes to call it. He, he was he had a little mean streak in him, and he continues to hold down the, the left guard spot with this Arizona Cardinals starting offense. Uh, Elijah Wilkinson, who is kind of uh, under the radar player that they signed this offseason he's played some snaps with the with the Atlanta Falcons before this and you know it was a big question mark as far as who's going to play next to DJ Humphreys on that side of the of the offensive line and so far so good with Elijah Wilkinson we'll see as the uh as we get closer to to, to the regular season and obviously when the lights get a little bit brighter in the regular season and, and they're playing against you know obviously full uh first team rosters and and, and defenses Keytrell Clark, I don't think you can get away from Keytrell Clark. I mean, he continues, as I was out there on the practice field today, to get reps with the first team in that open competition for the cornerback spot. And this is a guy that's done nothing but compete uh, since his days at Louisville. He competed, obviously, in the uh, the Shrine game out there in Vegas. And the only knock on him is his size, as far as his height. He's a little undersized as far as his height. But as far as you know, the effort out there, it's it's not where he's lacking. Keytrell Clark had a solid debut for the Cardinals on Friday. He was, uh, I think, quarterbacks were one of three throwing his direction. He had the uh, electric layout, full extension, pass breakup, and he had three total tackles on the night. So Keytrell Clark, 
that had a solid debut. He's trending up. And then Dennis Gardak, this is a guy that I think, uh, you know, I, I think I owed it to him because we said so many things because we, we there are four players in the pass rush that, you know, Johnny and myself are intrigued by. And Dennis yeah. Gardak was kind of the forgotten man, even more so, even more disrespectful. Him. We were just like, you know, let's get Dennis Gardak out of the way and let, you know, BJ Ujolari, Zayvon Collins, Cameron Thomas, and Majay Sanders get the reps. And Gardak showed out on, on Friday night. He was solid. He looked fast. He looked physical. And he got a sack against Russell Wilson. Uh, tip of the cap to Dennis Gardak. He's definitely trending up. Yeah, you didn't disrespect Dennis. I definitely did on many, many occasions. So, <laughs> well, he's not in my trending up. Kudos to Dennis. I gave him his flowers this yesterday. This continues. Yes. Continue to just earn it. Let's earn it. And these are guys that have earned it for me. They're trending up, up, up. Yelda Froldhold. The uh, Twitter darling of this week, you absolutely love to see it. 26-year-old CrossFitter in his garage coming from <laughs> Cleveland to the Arizona Cardinals, just beating the holy hell out of Zach Allen for everybody to see. And again, I don't think there's a contract that's going to age more average than Zach Allen. I said it in February and March. Wow. I'll double down. That was not a move the Cardinals needed to make. And well, 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 look who's eating crow today. Not me, but Yelda Froldholt looks good. He's holding off the veteran Pat F line. And again, can he contain himself with excitement that he's going to have if he potentially starts? I don't think so. I think he's going to go out and be a freight train from hell over the course of 17 games this year. He's able to stay healthy. He's in the prime of his career. I think the Cardinals may have just found a diamond in the rough up front. His run blocking is elite. Can he hold and sustain it from a pass blocking perspective? That remains to be seen. Blocking for Kyler Murray is a different animal in and of itself, but for the, what the Cardinals want to do, Bo, running north and south, I mean, he was the most physical player they had. And speaking of physical, Keytrail Clark, you said everything. I'll double down. Yes, he's 5'10". So is Garrett Williams, a player that this franchise spent a third-round pick on. Gannon and company, they don't mind smaller DBs. Like Marco Wilson has size. He can be your over-six-foot defensive back, cornerback. Keytrail Clark, can he play football or not? Well, he was elite borderline at Louisville. He's got a ton of college tape. He comes in, and he's a polished NFL player. We talked about it earlier this week. Is he going to ever make a Pro Bowl? I don't know. But I think that for the sake of this franchise and just trying to hit home runs with tweener linebackers and undersized receivers in positions that didn't fucking matter, how about <laughs> get guys in the draft ball, Brock, that were good football players that can be good football players for us, that can play out the, the length of their rookie contract or maybe potentially, God forbid, get a contract extension. Not everybody has to reinvent football. Keytrail Clark's just a good football player, and they're elevating him because that's what good coaching does. Speaking of elevation... This is a kid that did go in the first round. That He was one of the aforementioned linebacker off-ball darlings of Steve Kime and it's Zayvon Collins. And I'm going to tell you right now, what I had seen, what my co-hosts had seen at, at training camp was Zayvon Collins making that transition. It was rough. He, he got his ass kicked, for lack of a better term, at times from Paris Johnson Jr. during the red and white scrimmage. So I was not expecting the kind of performance that we got from him on Friday night against the Denver Broncos. If Zayvon Collins is unleashed like that every single football Sunday, I mean, you start, start getting the contract extension written up right now. You can already pick up his fifth-year option. Cardinals want to convert this young man and have him be part of their long-term solution here in Arizona with Monty Austin Ford and Jonathan Gannon. So I I will have patience with Zavin, just like I'll have patience with Isaiah and now Trey McBride. But this pass rush group, it, you know, you mentioned Cameron Thomas is out right now. He didn't mm -hmm. practice. Where's BJ? Where's Majay? This might be your best commodity right now is the converted 16th overall pick out of Tulsa. So those are my trending up. Yeah, you got to love it. I love what I saw from Zayvon Collins on Friday night. The, the run play 
I think it was uh Pirine or Pirine who was who was who, who got the handoff from Russell Wilson and uh you had Zaven Collins coming from the edge rush position on on the you know other side of the offensive line and then he goes to all the way to the other the right side of the offensive line and takes down the ball carrier for no gain. I mean he made he traveled a long okay. way for that and you know he's he he was accelerating into P Ryan and he took him down and it was one of the more impressive plays from from Zaven Collins. I know that he he was make he was part of the crew that was making Russell Wilson uncomfortable the entire time. I mean, right out of the gates, it was Zaven Collins going right at Russell Wilson. Right. And uh I mean it was it was a beautiful thing to see. Uh 91 Clay Combs saying he saw Froholt on the sidelines. He's a massive man. He absolutely is. It, you know, Will Hernandez was asked, you know, who stood out to him earlier this offseason during OTAs as far as uh, this is offensive line. He said, "Fro." He said, "Fro is just—he's a workout maniac, and it wasn't—it's never been a question as far as him, you know what he's going to put himself physically in shape to compete. It's you know the the play on the field, and he looked the part on Friday night. He, he, he continued to to take uh, you know advantage of this opportunity. It would be huge for this Arizona Cardinals team. Uh, the center position been so futile for far too long like when you look back and Lyle Sendeline's been your most consistent you know center what was it like seven or eight seasons that he held it down you know never played at like a high level but he was just he was there there was the continuity I mean that's 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 not it's it's not the tight end position for the Arizona Cardinals in their history since coming out of the desert but it's it's not far behind that but uh yeah I liked yours so were you gonna lead off in the trending down or okay you just you teased it the tight end position uh I don't love where I have to go here but I'm gonna go anyway because I'm a man of dignity and humility and this is what we're gonna do for (laughs) trending down judge of that if you're a man of dignity Trending right. down. I love Trey McBride more than anything on par with my two kids. Get the fuck out there and make plays, please. Like, do not get passed up by an 85-year-old or 87-year-old Zach Ertz. You were a second-round pick. You're 23 years old. Start being violent. Where's the violence in your game? Where's the explosiveness? Get out there at Kansas City. Make a play. Go watch number 87 for Kansas City, and let's see you operate. This is called tough love that I think he's getting right now from Jonathan Gannon and company. Nothing is given, Trey, with this regime. You got to earn it. Speaking of that, Rashad Lawrence, I was ready to gift him a starting defensive tackle role by default because on paper, on paper, with respect to those those folks that are there, it's not great. So it's like, well, Rashad can play. He was a starter under Vance Joseph. He just couldn't stay healthy. Well, under Jonathan Gannon, he's third string playing in the fourth quarter of a preseason game. Woof. This dude is, I would imagine, about 10 to 15 days away from getting sent out of Arizona. We're on that trajectory right now. Cardinals claim a defensive tackle with the third pick of the waiver wire priority. That's that's trouble for number 90, especially if you see him. He's like jogging off the sideline. He's not going full speed. This is, this is a problem now, and I only think it has to do with ability. There are going to be guys who are not bought in for whatever reason. I want Rashad Lawrence to work out, but th- this, is, this is an issue. Speaking of issues... The Cardinal running back situation outside of James Conner, and I saw the team on their social. They're putting out James Conner highlights, and he's running through people at practice. Please, God, somebody help that man stay healthy because the number two, three, and four situation in the backfield is not great. With all due respect to Corey Clement, he was missing holes Friday night. Not good. Keontae Ingram's on the same scholarship program as Trey McBride, not playing last week. Get on the field. All these kind draft picks from last year, not participating. You guys wake up and get out there and compete. You're in trouble. This running back group's in trouble, too. I don't love it. I don't love the depth behind James Conner. 
Tank Bigsby was right there, and the Cardinals oh, got cute. Man. They traded down. They took John Gaines. Go look who's balling out at, at uh, Tampa Bay. Tra or is, no, it's Jacksonville training camp. It's Tank Bigsby. Somebody the Cardinals, they used the top 30 pick on. You should have taken him. Okay, <laughs> we're going to figure it out. Those are my trending now. I want them all to do well. They're like my kids, but come on now. Yeah. We, we got we to get our shit together here. I, I want to get just like a real tight-knit group of, of people that nobody knows, and I want him to get James Conner, take him to an undisclosed location, and just keep him there for safekeeping until yes, a regular yes. season. A safe like, house. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a witness protection, a safe house, whatever it may be. Like we, James Conner is that important right now to his Arizona Cardinals offense. I was saying in the chat real quick, Clement was running into the, into the walls, no eyes for the lanes. No, he was he was bad Friday night. It was bad. It looked like he got hurt. He was full go at, at practice today. One thing I'll say about Trey McBride, he he participated quite a bit. So did Hollywood Brown. Good. Good. Uh, so those guys are getting back up to speed. You know, Gannon has preached that everybody has their own kind of plan and protocol. Obviously, we've talked a lot about Colt McCoy's protocol. He's going through. He's got no throw days. Uh, John and Johnny will barf in his mouth as I continue to go this through this, but like Hollywood's got one, Trey McBride's got one. Everybody's got it's tailored to what's going to fit them and what they're going through physically or, or between the ears and, and to get them up to speed uh, at a proper pace and, and the pace that's going to work for them. Where when the regular season hits, you know they're gonna they're gonna be able to hit the ground running. But uh, those guys were out there. I loved it. Your Richard Lawrence roast, uh, one of your best uh, chef's kiss to that. But uh, let's take a look at my trending down. Marquise Hayes. This is somebody out of Oklahoma that I think people were bummed to see had the knee injury at the end of the preseason last year. Did not have a good kind of reintroduction on Friday. He was penalized, gave up a sack. You see him, you know, vying for playing time. I think Marquise Hayes is, is one of those guys that when you look at a, a very crowded offensive line room and, and guys stepping up Marquise Hayes is one of those guys that, that needs to step his game up you know former Oklahoma Sooner you thought okay he's coming from a power five school he's big he's physical but we just haven't seen from Marquise Hayes and maybe he's still trying to knock the rust off completely agree with everything that you said about Rashard Lawrence uh you know he was th we were shocked to see he was third on the depth chart we take obviously you know initial depth charts with a grain of salt but then you see him playing deep into the game on Friday night. And then you also see guys like LJ Collier, Jonathan Ledbetter, guys that are stepping up Lecky Fotu on this off on this defensive line. You know, I think that they're, they're making their case where Richard Lawrence, you know, his opportunities, they're thinning out and it's, it's just not good for Lawrence. He's definitely trending down. And then with Zach Ertz coming off of pup and Trey McBride, as I said, getting back on the practice field, other tight ends, guys who like this is not a trending down because of poor performance. These are guys in Jeff Swaim and uh, and Noah Tungi who came in and have done everything that have been asked for them. Even Bernard uh, Bernard Sykovitz. like these guys have practiced, they've been available, they've been out there as as, as the top tight ends have been nursing injuries and played very well. Uh, and now you know, like the. the the big boys are here. The professionals are are here to to make plays for this offense and a very tight end friendly uh, offense under Drew Pretzing. But I think it's just I think they're trending down just because those other guys are, are trending towards playing. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to argue with all that, but I will say, I mean, like anybody who's watched uh, Jeff Swaim and then number eighty one, I mean, they've looked good in, in practice. So I I think yeah. it would be. Stand a reason that this team try to keep as many tight ends as they can with how much of a role they're going to play with two tight ends, 12 personnel. But yeah, definitely, definitely trending down with Marquise Hayes 
We've got some folks in the chat saying we got to play him at guard. I just think he missed a lot of time last year, missed most of the, if not all of the season. And he was a, he was a late round pick for Steve Kime. I mean, th this offensive line group, unless you're a draft, you know, blue chip player like Paris Johnson Jr. And you're, you're a ready made prospect. Like they got grown men up front on this offensive line. Like it, Will Hernandez is, is a scary ass dude. Like Yelda Froldholtz is a scary motherfucker. Like these are the dudes that are starting, not yeah. your two guys that had a red shirt year for Cliff Kingsbury. This is a different dynamic. So something that's definitely not trending down, but trending up rather is our partnership with our friends at Circle K. We're so excited to partner with Circle K. Best coffee, beer, snack selection, premium gas at not a premium price. You can't tell today I doubled up on my caffeine thanks to the SMS subscriber <laughs> club. Text PHNX to 31310. Get a buy one, get one free 32-ounce polar pop. Double down on the unsweetened iced tea. It's 115 degrees. You need to stay hydrated. Do so with some beatbox hard tea. Buy two, get one free. Do so with our friends at Circle K. You will not be sorry that you did. Yeah, boozing with the uh, the hard iced tea can't go wrong with the uh, the beatbox. Also, uh, Shady Rays it's a staple of PHNX. It's our official sunglass sponsor. PHNX is the code that's going to get you fifty percent off two or more pairs of premium polarized sunglasses. Don't miss out on that deal. Check them out for yourself. They've got a brand new store location in Scottsdale at Carolyn Commons. You can go check out the great premium polarized sunglasses that they have on display and they've got their full range of products there and then go to the website use that promo code phnx and save yourself some coin on the sunglasses that people have rated five stars 250,000 people by the way not just johnny myself producer emma it's also you know 249,997 other people that Pretty are good. saying five stars and, and that's just that's we're rounding up uh, 250,000 people. Those same five stars on shady rays. Find out for yourself. Shadyrays.com. Use that promo code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of sunglasses. You know, I love tanks tank Tuesday, but the, the one glaring problem that we have is I can't sport the new Greg Dort show shirt. If it's yeah. Tank Tuesday. And speaking of which I mentioned it, the hottest shirt, the PHNX merchandise locker, number 83, Gregory Dorch, the newest member of PHNX Cardinals who, may or may not join us later this week. You can pick up his fresh new tea and many more at phnxthelocker.com. Go PHNX, become a diehard. We mentioned this, Bears repeating, you're a diehard during the season. All nine, eight or nine home games, can't remember how many they are, you're going to be able to have a supremely fun, fruitful Sunday of NFL action with myself, Bo Brock, the entire club. I'm talking about drink specials, food specials, complimentary, how about some prize giveaways? We're going to be throwing T-shirts off the balcony. It's going to be unbelievably <laughs> wild, and you can be there with VIP access if you are a diehard. Again, go to gophnx.com, become a diehard today. You can pick up a free hat and or shirt for every single year you're a diehard for free. So if you want that hat, yeah. my co-host is rocking right now. If you want the Greg Dorch T-shirt on the house with your membership, boom, you got it. Absolutely do that, and, and we can't emphasize it enough as far as the diehard. Get yourself in the door to all of our uh, our tailgate uh, at the BetMGM Sportsbook. Get yourself in the door by becoming a diehard today. Let's get into a bunch of these questions before yeah. we get out of here. Dylan Richards is Ujulari going to get some reps on Saturday. As I said, you know, JG a little noncommittal, but I think I, we're, we're starting to see BJ get ramped up 
as far as more and more reps in practice. He was again out there today, getting more and more physical with the sleds, with the drills, getting in as far as the sevens and the elevens, as far as the scrimmaging that they're doing. Uh, as Jennifer Coulter is saying, Cardinals should take Harrison Jr. and Brock Bowers in the first round next year. Hey, you're preaching to the choir. Johnny Venerable, you, you do not want uh, the playmaking from Marvin Harrison Jr. and Brock Bowers? I feel like that's a faulty question because I love the first half of that. Um, <laughs> there's even part of me, I feel like if the situation called for it, I would give up both first-round picks for Marvin Harrison Jr. So in, in the scope of that, I am okay with that. I am not a Brock Bowers fan. I am not a tight end in the top 10 fan. This team needs so many other things more than a tight end from the best team in the country wow. where he just gets target after target and he's on a loaded team. Defensive tackle, please. Defensive line. Bo just doesn't know where the game is won. No, I mean, I would say that it's it's going to be one or the other. If you're going to take a playmaker, I think you also have to take a, more of a, a premium position, you know, edge, uh, maybe continue to address the offensive line like they did in sure. the sixth overall pick with Paris Johnson Jr., maybe bookend it. Uh, or, you know, I think with uh, Kool-Aid and Kistri, you got a top-flight corner. Uh, it, it's really going to be fun this draft season. we got a lot in store for you this upcoming season, college season as well, where we're going to be breaking down all the prospects that Monty Osford, all those picks, all those 11 picks he could be eyeing with those selections. Uh, we want an update on Maje Sanders. Yeah, Maje Sanders seems like he's he's getting closer and closer. You know, so it depends on what type of practice it is. Any given day, if it's a low tempo thing, it's something they're working him in. But if it's something where they're wearing pads and stuff like that, Maje Sanders, uh, you know, I think he's he's going to be a guy that he's going to be ready to go come the regular season. And they're just going to, you know, whatever his hand injuries, and they don't have to disclose at this point. You know, it was at one point in the cast, and then they dialed it back a lot when there was barely anything on his hand. It's just kind of a wrap at this point. Uh, we'll see if he if he can vie for some time in the preseason. I think that that's a possibility. Um, Dylan Richards is, is Dorch going to join every week? Yes. We've, uh, we know when Dorch is going to join us. We're going to tell him right now when he's going to join us this week, Johnny. Yes. It confirmed tentatively. Yeah. He will join us on Thursday yep. this week, live on air. We will talk to Gregory Dorch as we are aiming to do every single week of the preseason. Cause he's part of the show. He's part of the family, pick up his t-shirt and I'm going to ask him, I'm going to say how good of a ball does Clayton tune throw and i'm gonna ask him you guys hold me to this is it frustrating when colt mccoy points instead of throws were you were you not satisfied when he asked when i asked him how good of a ball clayton tune throws i feel like just you not paying didn't attention? give enough praise to to clayton because you're anti-clayton narrative and oh my you, God. Didn't, you didn't dog enough on don't McCoy. feed that narrative he said you know, he loves Craig, it didn't if he, it was he up loves to it go, pretty Sam was there too and she was she had a bunch of shit going on she remembers that i asked that question do you not remember i asked that question yeah i feel like it was a throwaway question on your end i'm not even sure it, it was aired uh <laughs> daryl in the chat how many comp picks will cards have next season as many as we want infinite uh, I they'll have they'll have a they'll have at least one from Zach Allen. Yeah, we don't know if Byron Murphy's one year modest deal for seven million will factor in. I would say at least I think they're projected to have a nice one via Zach Allen. Yeah, yeah, Zach Allen. Check Torch out Thursdays. over the cap. I love that. They do Torch a great Thursdays. job with that. Let's get that on a t-shirt. They have their own picks, which belong once upon a time to Houston. And then they ragdolled them in the draft for Will Anderson Jr., which we like Will. But do they have another Tennessee pick too from trading down for the, yeah. the Will Evans pick? Three, they've got three threes, a two, and two ones. 
Chef's Kiss in what is considered by many to be one of the best drafts in the last half decade. Plus, you love to see it. In the meantime, we'd love to see all of you like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star. Like this video. If this video gets to 100 likes, be very, very happy. I was going to promise something. I don't want to do that. Just li <laughs> like this video, please. We're back tomorrow. It's going to be a banner week. It's preparation week. We're going to get our no. mind right for Kansas City because we're coming for that dub. The preseason undefeated streak is alive and well. He's Bull Brock. I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you tomorrow. Oh, <laughs>